This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genatsat Hayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture only on lineupmedia.fm. Hello and welcome to another episode on Armenia Proud Toast to Armenia. This is the segment with Anush. Uh, today I'm super excited to um, meet finally these two wonderful. Uh, fellow Armenians who both have great impact on the Armenian wine industry and they also happen to be father and daughter. Uh, I have Hovakim Saratelan and Madam Saratelan. Hovakim is the uh, executive director and co-founder of the Trinity Canyon Vineyards and the label of the wine is uh, commonly seen as 6100, the one that people associated with um, hi, how are you? Hi, hi, Anush. It's so nice to see you. Um, I, um, I've been looking forward to our meeting. We have spoke a little bit over Facebook, and uh, um, I have tried your wines. I don't know if you remember, but maybe a year and a half ago, my friend uh, Madam, who was also part of the Armenia Proud, uh, she cooked a beautiful dish, a paella, and we paired it with your rosé. It was a fantastic pairing. And I know um, that's, that's going to lead to another question that I have later on. But we we'll love your wines. And um, my first question that I always like to ask is, why did you decide to go into the wine business? And what is your background? What is your association with wine? Um, hi, everybody again. I'm Hovakim Saratelian from Trinity Canyon Vineyards. Uh, how we started doing wine? First of all, sorry for my Aravnadzor Vayodzor English. I, I hope I'll make it for you some understand. You will understand my English. Um, how we started? We have several restaurants um, in Yerevan and some of even abroad in France. And all the time when we introducing it, and they are wine-oriented restaurants. When we introduce Armenian wines of certain producers, uh, about I'm talking about 10, 15 years ago, all the time we have the same problem. This is from same producer, same bottle, we're getting good wine. Next time we're opening the same, it's either cork or something, something different inside of it. That was a common problem of Arme in Armenian winemaking. What to do when we decided that time to start our, to do our wine business? We, are, we were three guys who started the Trinity Canyon Vineyards. Uh, we're wine lovers from different backgrounds, civil engineers, IT engineers. And we decided, why not? Let's go into that, toward winemaking. And we started. First, we uh, got a vineyard. We purchased a vineyard in Vayodzor, Aravnadzor village where the beautiful Arani Noir uh, terroir, and in our village, I believe 70-75% of Arani Noir is located in our village. So, 
Then we start to cooperate with different wineries to make wines because we are not we are wine lovers, but we are far away from the cooperating, technology. Cooperating meaning getting grapes from them or having them? No, having our grapes together with them to proceed uh-huh. with different companies process. to process. Uh-huh. Yes, to process that, uh, and little by little because we our philosophy shaped. We do organic uh, wine growing only, and uh, the same process we want to do the organic wine making too. It's a little bit different philosophy. That's why now, after maybe five, six years of cooperating with different winemakers, great people, of course, we learn a lot from them. We shaped our own team by inviting a winemaker. Uh, Artem Parserian, uh, who has a master's degree from uh, leading European universities, Montpellier, Geisenheim. We got a consultant from Vantu region, Jean-Luc Isnard from South Rhone, who is doing organic winemaking in South Rhone, in Solans Winery. We shaped the team and start to do our wines in the, in the appellation at the same spot where the, our grape, we made a winery there and trying to do basically two direction of wines, mm-hmm. classical wines as world um, do, and the conventional traditional wines using ancient Armenian technologies using karasis. So <clears throat> that that brings me to the second question. You um, so you produce RNA, which is also called RNA Noir. Uh, what other varietals do you produce, and what are the different labels? Just like you said, you have two uh, different branches. You have. Uh, we mostly we have RNA Noir grape, but we brought from Cyprus uh, some European varieties as well, and first planted in Vaudzur, that Syrah, Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Chardonnay. As we uh, everybody knows, we call them repot grapes mm-hmm. because I think because the cradle of Vitis vinifera we consider is Armenian Highlands. That's why these uh, uh, grape varieties they are like returning home, and we want to see how ancient grape RNA Noir works in cooperation with the blends with the different European varieties. We have three general lines of production. First is 6100, mm-hmm. because our winery is yes, located just two miles away from famous RNA uh, wine cave where the first most ancient wine facility of the world were discovered. And uh, that we have uh, second line, it we call E. It's simple, like seventh letter of Armenian alphabet, E. We do premium lines. Uh, and we do. We have a, another line. We call it J2Z, or Jazz, <laughs> where we do a bold experiments to discover the potential of the grapes from region and the, from European grape varieties. Uh, we're checking their performance in Vaudzur. So and recently, like 
It's esoteric wine. Uh, no, esoteric wine is traditional wine. We call Arany ancestor or traditional natural wine that we made absolutely according to our best understanding of ancient technologies and at very limited editions. That wine mostly sold out even before we <laughs> would take it out from Karas. Interesting experience. We're enjoying whatever we're doing, enjoying and hope people who are drinking our wines around the world they're enjoying that too i mean it looks like you you definitely are enjoying you know looking from the pictures on the facebook that i have been seeing and the pictures that you just showed me uh the harvest the whole um everything seems like you're having lots of fun and that's actually the best way to um to to work when you're really enjoying it um so so who does I mean the labels are so interesting do you design the labels or do you have someone who works on the art you know, our team is great big team because we are many friends for instance labor first label were made by Armen Kurkchan one of the leading designers of Armenia author of many books for the design of, of medieval uh, ornamental art. He did our first labels. Now my daughter, new generation coming up, she's designer too, my next daughter. She's trying to make our first J to Z labels. So label is important because it's introducing the history, introducing the legend. That's why whenever we go to some place, uh, take the a bottle of 6100 with us, they say, why it's called 6100? And we're explaining that story of RNE One Cave. They ask us why we call you call that A. Mm-hmm. Explaining different stories about a. So what, what is the story? Can we hear like one the of most the options or versions? <laughs> or one of the version? very simple version. When you want to say two Armenian sit in front of each other, drink wine, and they would want to say everything by saying just one letter, they say to each other a. The rest, you need a couple books to read yeah. <laughs> about the essence. So it's just A or it's A and H? It's a. just A. 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 Uh-huh. But in English, to have a right pronunciation, it's E-H. Mm-hmm. In Armenian, just one letter. Very good. So um, I wanted to switch a little bit um, the conversation um, to, I know that uh, Madam is involved with uh, um, the first wine bar that uh, was established in Yerevan, and I wanted to learn a little bit more and to see how that has helped uh, people to buy more of wines. Like how, because Armenian culture is not a, was not uh, uh, within past 25 years was not a wine drinking culture. It was more uh, hard liquor. Uh, and uh, beer. But uh, I believe that uh, the wine bars play a very important role in um, um, uh, bringing the um, knowledge and appreciation to uh, people about wine. So, Madam, tell us about um, Invino. Hi everyone, I'm Mariam, or Mariam. Um, so a few words about my background in wine. Um, I am also a wine enthusiast. I don't really, 
I didn't really appreciate wine until we started producing wine. Um, I studied at the EVN Wine Academy, and I was one of the first graduates there. That's how I became more professional. It was an 18-month course in winemaking, viticulture, etc. And so um, after my father and his friends started producing wine, we kind of realized that there was no place where you can go enjoy a glass of wine just with some cold cuts, etc., or get any information about what wines were being produced. And at the time... At the time, there were about 10 Armenian wines, which were uh, priced quality-wise, good wines, Mm -hmm. which you were able to drink and enjoy. And, of course, we don't uh, sell all Armenian wines. We do have strict... Uh, rules about what wines we would like we can sell and which we can't but uh, the story of Invino started with again three friends uh, wine enthusiasts and when we opened Invino which was about six years ago December 2012 uh, we opened it on Sadian Street mm-hmm. and uh, Sadian was a pretty lonely street mm-hmm. uh, not many places you can go to enjoy anything on Sadian it was a pretty just like a place where people would just live and uh, and Vino became like this light on that street, and all of our friends were calling us crazy. You know, who drinks wine in Armenia? Why would they even come to drink wine? They yeah. drink hard liquor and beer, as you said. So um, just three of us got together. We decided to make this the first specialized wine shop and bar. And not only shop and bar, it's also a merchant, a wine club, very educational events are uh, take place there. So... Um, in Vino, we have uh, special conditions to keep the wine, so we keep the temperature very low, about um, 19 to 20 degrees for red wines. So, so it's cellared properly yes, to avoid properly. the um, spoilage. Spoilage, the, all the wines are laying down so yeah. that the cork doesn't dry out. And um, we try to give each person a story to go with the wine. So it doesn't matter whether it's Armenian or not. We have over 850 wines from almost all over the world. And now, currently, about 10% is Armenian wine. Armenian wine. So this is something to be really proud of. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in six years, we had uh, this huge growth. And um, at first, I remember the first days working there, people would walk in and see, like, oh, what is this? And there's no vodka? Okay. They would leave. Yeah. And then and people... Smoke- no smoking no smoking of course the area is very small inside we also have a little outside area it's a very small area inside so no smoking because also it's bad for you and of course uh, bad for the wine there's still lots of smoking in armenia of course yeah Yeah. well slowly people are i don't know there's this e-cigarette e thing Mm -hmm. going on but it doesn't matter we we chose a healthier lifestyle drinking a glass of wine a day absolutely what is the? Um, I, I know that you do also educational seminars. You do tastings. I have been following you guys on the Facebook. I mean, thank thank God to Facebook, so <laughs> we can be connected. You know, two worlds apart, but uh, also knowing what's going on. So, how were those classes taken uh, by the general public? Because sometimes when you say it's wine class, and they're like, "What are you going to learn? It's just an alcoholic drink." You know, well, what's there to learn? But I remember in the beginning, um, our customers who come now almost every day, they were the people walking in and, um, you know, coming and saying, yeah, I just want like a 
and some wine. Mm-hmm. Now they are coming in and asking for a specific vintage, a specific region. Um, so this is amazing. And this is all due to the fact that um, understanding that wine has been a part of our culture for so many years, for more than 6,000 years, you know, Absolutely. we've been making wine. People understand that this is important to know. And uh, just as it, uh, as important as like when we adopted Christianity or uh, the stories behind our monasteries, this is also very important. And so um, we started doing just uh, fun wine classes, let's mm-hmm. say. I don't know if they're really classes because we don't do textbook style. Yeah. We do wine tastings. And it's very important if you want to know what type of wine and what type of wines there are, you have to taste a lot of wines. That's the only way. Absolutely. And so we would do events like uh, My Name Is. My Name Is, for example, Chardonnay. Or My Name Is Arani. My Name Is Vosquehad. We would have four wines, which we would present, first of all, then cover them. And mm-hmm. we would do a blind tasting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't do them blind because it's also interesting to see what you're drinking. Then we had lines such as Meet the Winemaker, which is very important for the Absolutely. winemaker to get in touch with his, uh, you know, the people who are actually drinking his produced wine as they say whatever is in the winemaker's heart comes to you in the form of a a bottle of wine exactly yeah so that's how you know what you're drinking and who you're drinking it from and um it's very important to continue these events and at first it was it was pretty difficult but people were interested it's something new Mm -hmm. something interesting why not try it yeah and it's very important that we all have a common ground on how to how to show people this like you if you are taking that upon yourself to have a specialized wine shop and bar you first must know how to do it yourself so we did a lot of research a lot of research we had a lot of friends working in the wine industry but we've also made a lot of friends in at in vino and it's very important that people who really appreciate wine come here it's not something where oh yeah let's go to in vino we'll just have some wine we'll chat no people are genuinely interested in wine and that really happens slowly but yeah. right now it just seems like a blink of an eye because we're what having so the, much fun what is the age group what is do you see a diversity of ages or mostly like younger generation uh, are interested rather than uh, the older one. I'm sure in the old generation, I mean, there's got to be v- variety, but... Mm-hmm. The older generation would come and ask for sweet wines because that's what they were used to. Um, the younger generation, um, you know, I think it's also... Um, We'd usually have people coming in from the ages of 18 up to 30. That's like our main crowd. Uh, 18 is the legal drinking age in Armenia, yeah. <laughs> just so everybody knows. Um, uh, from there up till yeah, from up till 30. But we do have uh, up till 50, 60. A lot of people. The main age group is actually it's so funny. But uh, recently, we've probably heard of the revolution which took place in Armenia. Yeah. Those were the kids. Those were the people who were drinking wine. The people who helped this. The people who question. The people who question. The people who are curious. The people Mm who own up to what uh, is rightfully theirs. Yeah. And... um, this to me was one of, and you should have seen Sadian streets oh on those amazing. days. Wine was flowing through the street, and um, in general, Sadian is known as the wine street now. Yeah, in all the touristic itineraries, they there's always the wine street. Which brings me to the next question: How many since Invino? 
How many more wine bars have sprouted in Yerevan and on Sanan Street? Well, some have opened and closed, um, but the ones that remained open, I guess there are now, well, one, two, three, about 15, I would say, all over, all over Yerevan, and some, yeah, which, like, if you count the ones that have opened and closed, so just 15 in general operating right now, every day there's a new wine bar popping up, and this is exciting, because these people are the, were the people who were our first customers, Mm -hmm. you know, they came, we had this interesting chat, and um, we're always there, the, whoever, we're all there, always trying to make sure everything is running well and we do trainings for our staff and our staff is wine lovers they're all wine enthusiasts and um and you know the best part when you uh, you know you tell someone oh i think this one would be a, a great option for you because this is i think you'll like this wine and then they say yes this is exactly what i wanted there's no better satisfaction than someone you know drinking a wine and enjoying it as much as you thought they would so this is that and um yeah, about 15, so... And that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. But um, but Invino is... The only difference between Invino and all these rests of the... All these other restaurants or wine-oriented places, Invino is the only wine-only place currently. We don't serve any other alcohol. Mm-hmm. We we don't have any other... We don't have soft drinks like yeah. Coke or Pepsi or whatever. Yeah. We don't have those either because we believe that just wine-only but, but do you have some um, some light food? That light light foods. Yeah, yeah, light foods. Everything is cold. Yeah. And then, of course, when we realized that people also wanted something warm to eat, uh, 30 steps uh, towards the... the towards the right of Hinvino, yeah. we opened up um, a small tapas bar and okay. place that was also kind of the first of its kind because warm foods and wine wine pairing, uh-huh. food and wine pairing, that's also very important to us because wine is amazing, food is amazing. You pair the correct wine with correct food, that's a, that, a whole other story. More amazing. This is also important this to is, us. It, it, it's very exciting and thank you for sharing that story because um, I do think that wine knowledge, uh, when people learn more about wine, they want to drink more, they want to discover more, they want to travel more, they become more open-minded, and there is much more to the wine than just being alcoholic beverage. I wanted to go back to your dad and ask him, and and you two, um, uh, what, um, you're visiting LA, I know that um, you lived here uh, at some point, but what is the purpose of your visit? First of all, I'm coming to LA from Washington, where there was a huge uh, folk festival, and Armenia was introduced there as a country with uh, good ancient traditions in different spheres, but I introduced the winemaking there, along with other winemakers. That was a good uh, opportunity to show how wine was immersed in our culture and in everything. We believe in different gods, we worship different gods, we do go through the different tough points in our history, but wine was a central uh, part of it. so that was introduced in Washington in two words it's hard to say because you're supposed to be there because it was like Armenian village in the very center of Washington in the Smithsonian Smithsonian made that event happen and now I had an opportunity to fly from Washington to LA again to introduce wine and Armenian culture for uh, with a food pairing event at the 
stage restaurant in Burbank, where we again we talk about the wine, about the culture, about the Armenian traditional feast, and. I believe, as I got many feedbacks, many people just first time ever heard that stories that were the most one of the most ancient countries who made the wine, uh, who have a, a very interesting culture in that. Who even I showed them some nice artifacts. For instance, the first decanter of the world, which is in History Museum of Armenia. I brought a replica and show how it works. I showed. The idea of kenats, why we call it kenats, not a different way, and this and that stories that helps all Armenians, all diaspora, and not only them to be like ambassadors for our, our wines, because wine is a, your culture. Wine sharing wine is sharing a culture, especially Armenia, not well known around the world. Uh, there are many peoples that discovering Armenian now. The same in Washington, D.C., the same in L.A., even uh, I, I would say that each that kind of event convert many Armenians from vodka, from hard liquor to wine. Because that old stories that wine is not good for your health, wine is making your, you, you get a headache or wine. That's because you drink bad wine. And, <laughs> and you know, the life, as is said, the life is too short to drink bad wine and too short to not enjoy every single second of your life. That's the message we brought to diaspora. And uh, even if you do little calculations, if only I said 10% of diaspora people drink about 20, 30 bottles per year, which is just ridiculous slow, small quantities. And if you, they do that, the all wine of Armenians not, will be not enough for Armenians. Then we will have opportunity pl to plant more vineyards, to have the maximum we can squeeze from our small country. Yeah. The um, absolutely uh, my um, every time every podcast um, every time I do a wine tasting in the um, in the diaspora my last message is that buy Armenian wine Armenian wine is great get a bottle if you are looking for a gift for your friend for your colleague for anyone just take a bottle of nice Armenian wine and uh, uh, take it to them introduce it to them give them the story. People are interested nowadays. They want to learn. They're interested more in the wines that are not the standard wines, but they are interested for something that has a story behind it. So Armenian wine just fits into that perfect category that you can, um, you know, taking it to someone will uh, benefit everyone from it. Um, so what, uh, which wines are available here for the U.S. market? Like, and uh, where in uh, Los Angeles, for example, they can purchase? Or is there any place that they can buy online? Because we have listeners all across the United States. 
Um, first of all, let's go back what you said. You know, people, there are old old wines, new old wines. We portrayed Armenian wines as historical wines. That's the most important message because you can't go along with the uh, countries who do the wine two, three hundred years or like thousand. We we are country who have a culture of six thousand hundred years at least, if not more, eight ten thousand. So. In the United States, uh, actually, our wine, Trinity Kenya Vineyards, well, is a way of cedar wines that come online. If there are no restriction for the your particular state, you can just order online cedar, cedar wines okay. that come. Well, we'll have we'll have the links. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, anytime you can come to trinitycv.com, our, it's our website, where in the buy section you can find uh, the most uh, convenient distributor for you worldwide because we sell not only in the United States, we sell our wine in Benelux country, in Switzerland, in Sweden. We sell for Horeca industry, for specialized store, for hotels, not for supermarkets. In LA area, I believe even in actual stores like Mission Liquor, they supposed to have our wines. But recently, after this event, I discovered some of our wines were sold out already, and we're trying to um, help our importer to have some important wines, at least some of them in the stock. And I heard that step by step, other good uh, producers from Armenia, good wine producers, are uh, popping up in this market and you can uh, that's why I told you as Mary, Miriam told you, you have to be educated because wines will come but I don't want you introduce bad Armenian wine to your neighbors, to your environment, it's very important that's why you have to know the wine unfortunately like 20, 25 years ago some wines appeared here under different labels with the same bad liquid inside. Yeah. That's the reality. Now this reality is changing, and you have to follow it and do your best to work with our Armenian wines. Enjoy your life. And very important, the, it's in America, people concerned about their health. And the level of antioxidants in Armenian wines, especially RNA Noir, which grows on the level of 1,250 meters, like 5,000 feet above sea level. According to scientific researches, that grape, which struggles to survive, has in in the skin the most the biggest quantity of uh, antioxidants so just one glass two glass just one two hour before to go to sleep will give you nice sleep nice dreams and uh, antioxidant will work for you to shape your immune system and you'll wake up looking younger sure no headaches clean in our village especially people who drinking the traditional wine we do that, that we call it natural wine, without sulfate, without yeast, without nothing added from organic grapes of Trinity Canyon vineyards. That wine, even we don't filter the wine, we do it just natural sedi sediments goes down. 
And we drink, we can drink that wine one, two liters per day. It's not a recommendation, of course. Uh, it's a little quantity available maybe in some restaurants. In the stage, maybe they have a couple bottles there, a couple cases. No, that's the natural wine. Arani ancestors. Arani nachnyats. Which one is available? I know 6,100. 6,100 6, red and rosé available here. Eh, white and red available here. Yes, white from Voskihide grape, red from Arany Noir, and some traditional wine, like uh, absolutely natural wine. Again, I told you, in our village, people drink one, two liter of that wine during the day, at morning, at lunch. They work very hard, live up to 100 years. And, and it's interesting that in Armenian language, there are two, three words for getting, being drunk. Uh, I don't know any other language which has words like ginovnal. Uh-huh. Harpel uh-huh. and ginovnal are absolutely different wor- words. Harpel it means get drunk. Yeah. Ginovnal means to enjoy the life. Yeah. Having wine inside of you is <laughs> different. That's um, so. You have portrayed this absolutely wonderful, magical place. If someone is listening and they say, "Okay, I'm just gonna get up." And travel to Armenia. Can they come visit your winery? Sure. And it's. I am now flying back to finish our tasting room there. And I know some wineries, they're opening a tasting room because it's becoming mecca for all wine lovers. Many very famous sommeliers, winemakers coming to just see, to touch the stones of RNE1 cave, to see the, uh, the country where that wine started, actually. And we actually located about two miles away. Uh, if we finish our facility, you can stop by. We'll have a great conversation around the wines. You can taste beautiful wines and see what's going on. As we uh, joke in Armenia, we Aragatsotan uh, and Vayotzor um, in even Arad Valley producers, they say, actually they want to claim that Noah was planted planted his first vineyard in their region uh, to be peaceful and have a st- stay in our brotherhood and winemakers, we said Noah lives 951 years. That's why he planted vineyards everywhere in Armenia. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, we can we can talk forever and ever, but uh, um, I know uh, we have limited time. Uh, is there something um, before we uh, say goodbye? Is there something that you want to a message that you want to give to the listeners, uh, to the Armenians, and uh, or a wish? You know, um, important message. Armenia recently changed his government, the form of government. They're going to more clean and uh, right, righteous country. Uh, the wine by itself, the wine industry is the same. It's, uh, it's, it goes parallel because you cannot cheat your wine. You cannot cheat your customer doing bad wine. Uh, so, and we planted the vineyards not far from the border from with Nahichevan. Our uh, wives are working with us, We're working, raising the grape there. Uh, husbands are protecting the border. 
I don't uh, say come to Armenia and be like crazy like us, plant the vineyards, even though there are billionaires are now coming and buying out the lands there, like uh, all our neighbors are now new guys from Switzerland, from United, who buying out the lands because they're understanding the possibility, the opportunity of that terroir. Uh, we don't say to come and join us, but at least by drinking the wine, you're helping us to live in a peace and really protect our borders. Our wine is one like a oil for Armenians, but fifty uh, percent of land is not planted yet. There are big opportunities, big opportunities to create touristic facilities because the flow of tourists is going up and up. That's the message. Drink the wine if you can do more. Visit Armenia, second. And if you can bring some money and investments in the industry, it will be the great. But choose your way to go. That sounds good. Uh, that's a great message. Uh, I think uh, people will take it into consideration and things will be happening even more. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the exciting story. Um, I hope to see you in Armenia. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at armeniaproud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.